everyone. Welcome back to the Inner Calling Podcast. This is your host, Amanda Nafash. And today I am joined by the lovely, the amazing, the super professional and talented spiritual practitioner, Nikola DeCosmo. Welcome, Nikola. Hi, I'm so happy to be here in your presence, your incredibly inspirational young presence. Thank you so much. Um, I was just, as I was like getting the call set up, I was realizing that it was International Women's Day today as we're recording it. And I was like, oh, that's divine. That's perfect. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. what it should be. <laughs> Even um, though my belief system every day is National Women's Day. I love it. I, I feel <laughs> like I live that as well, but it's nice to, uh, it's nice to see it written out <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> um, okay. So I have like a million questions for you. I don't even know where to start, but I guess the first place to start would be that um, before we started recording, I asked you what I should call you as far as your title. And you said spiritual practitioner, which is a really big umbrella. So I guess if you could give me your definition of a spiritual practitioner. So for me and calling myself and considering myself a spiritual practitioner, like you said, it is such a large umbrella term mm -hmm. because I believe as beings, we are so multifaceted. And in this culture, we are sort of pushed into being one thing. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a veterinarian, whatever. I'm going to be mm -hmm. a, a Reiki practitioner. And I just like that the looser term we can put on ourselves, the more we can be ebbing and flowing within the semantics to sort of be everything that we are. So for me being a spiritual practitioner, I am a highly spiritual being in all aspects of my life, in my professional life, in my personal life, in my romantic life, in my friendship life, my family life. That spirit with a capital S is something that is part of my existence on this earthly plane. And mm -hmm. I never do anything, even going to CVS without that being part of how I interact with my reality. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a Reiki practitioner and a 13th octave Laho Chi practitioner. I am um, a cupping practitioner. I study herbalism and I work a lot with herbs. But basically what I do is I meet someone on their spiritual journey and I look at and I share with them the holistic point of view, how everything is tied between our bodies, our hearts, our souls, and our minds, and how if we have something out of balance, they can be affected. It can affect all aspects of our holistic being. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that description. Um, Thank you. I can keep going. This is my favorite thing. To talk about in the whole <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so tell me when you, um, when this path started for you. Okay. So I would say that I've been a witchy person probably since middle school. I was okay. always very obsessed with the earth and with nature and with flowers and with fairies and with, you know, herbs and potions and things like that. So I've always been interested in, in the religion of the earth ever okay. since I was April and coming from Italian descent there's also a lot of that sort of magic within herbs and how they're used in cooking and cooking is magic and, and all of those things. Sure. My journey took me to weird places as all good journeys do. I ended up having um, a little bit of 
a sort of atheistic time of my life where I was trying to really figure out what I did believe, if I believed in anything. And I owned a uh, fashion business before I started this professional journey. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I lost my business. My business had to close. I was under severe spiritual, physical, and mental stress. Mm-hmm. And I had a breakdown of sorts, which I say breakdown, breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And through my breakdown, I truly began my spiritual quest as this new being who had went through a lot of things. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I think um, a lot of us have our spiritual, if we want to call it awakening, um, we just have this realization a lot of times when we are in a very low place, we realize like the only thing I can do right now is heal myself. And that's really where the journey often begins. Um, But it's also one of the hardest things to discuss with others Um, and I think that it's really special and important that people like us have these conversations and people hear them when they're at like beginning stages or, you know, they are in that really low place and hearing like other people went through it and now they're living their lives and they're so much happier and they're so much more connected. Um, so when did you, so how long of a time period was it? before you started working with others on your spiritual work, like that transition from yourself to others? Um, I did like some very intense traveling and studying uh, for about two years. And Mm -hmm. then I started working with others professionally, but really, you know, I've been working with others my entire life. And that was what I sort of was shown was that the way that I interacted with my family and my friends was kind of sort of the work that I'm doing now, but just, I had no idea that I was doing it. Mm -hmm. So two years I had the, um, I was lucky enough to be able to travel. I lived in Ecuador for a little while. I went to India. I studied many amazing modalities. I met amazing, incredible people. And then I came back home and I took a lot of what I learned to, um, the people that I'm currently working with. That's awesome. So would you, what would you say about the, like, so you said you worked in fashion, right? Yep. So how would you say you were just in general, like on a day-to-day basis back then when you were working in that setting compared to now? I, me as a person, Mm -hmm. I love fashion because fashion was a way for me to connect with people, to connect with people's confidence Mm -hmm. to help show them to boost their confidence. So there was always, even though I didn't realize what I was doing, there was always this sort of empowerment that I was trying to inject with everything that I was doing when I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was just being me, really liked clothes and style and having people walk out so happy and feeling so good about themselves. Mm -hmm. Running a business, you know, really took a toll on me physically and emotionally and spiritually running a business, being in the incorrect relationships, losing that connection, like you said, that connection, Mm -hmm. capital C connection with things that are greater than ourselves and being so focused on, on work and on, um, you know, my career, basically it, it 
spiraled me out of control. I suffered from severe anxiety, severe depression, uh, eating disorders. I had physical body pain um, that I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And that was really the call to figure out what was going on and dissect that layer by layer, piece by piece. And that's Mm -hmm. how the whole healing journey began. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's incredible to hear like where you started and and now where you are now, because I'm sure just based on having like a short conversation with you prior to setting up this call, um, it sounds like you are the type of person who will not choose something that like, you won't do something if you're not honoring yourself in that process. And that's so important, but it's also hard like to consistently make the choice of like, no, I'm doing something only if it works with me and it lines up with what, what my soul path needs and wants. And like, that's, it's hard to do in our modern society. Um, Yes, I totally resonate with that. And I think that I really learned the difference between being selfish and doing things, thinking I'm choosing me when it really being about maybe fear of doing it or afraid of the challenge of doing it or the confrontation that might come out of it. And then, you know, the growth process that would happen for choosing to do things then. Mm-hmm. And then really understanding what is the choice when it is in alignment with me and with my current frequency. And I think that, you know, is the lesson that it's easy to speak about and to understand intellectually, but you have to kind of almost live it in order to truly understand. Yeah. And I think that that is a, a huge, almost, I, I almost wish upon everybody kind of going through that so they could live both experiences and truly anchor into what it means to make choices based on what is the best for your current alignment and how that will then affect your journey going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So as, so I want to ask you for, um, we see a lot of people uh, like pushing or shifting towards spirituality, um, aspects of spirituality, but we also see, I think the struggle with, um, choosing, like we were just talking about choosing yourself and what, what you align with and, um, like sort of setting boundaries, I think is like a part of that. Just, you know, like being able to say no, uh, to things that, that don't align with your path that don't resonate with who you are anymore. Um, and like I said, it's easier said than done. And I think a lot of the reason, um, for that is money. Um, and when we see young people who are, um, choosing to, so I'm, I started my own business, um, a month after graduating grad school, Um, it was a very crazy time. It was May of 2020. (laughs) So I don't even need to explain why that was a crazy time to start my own business. And, um, it was, it was the reason I chose it is because I had a background in, um, social work. My entire education was in, in being trained to become a therapist. And when I graduated in the midst of virtual school and just being, I was just so burnt out from my personal life and my professional life that I was like, there's absolutely no way that I could go into a therapy job right now. I can't do it. Like I knew like there would be, I would first of all be not good at it (laughs) because I would not be pouring from anywhere close to a full cup. Um, and I also just knew like I worked so hard for my education to then not enjoy a job afterwards. Um, and so I took a leap on this business by, you know, starting something, knowing that, you know, money would not always be 
as flowing as freely as it it would be promised from a job that was, you know, a nine to five or whatever it, it may be. So um, as far as that conversation goes with like the transition from being a, a business owner in the material world to um, because you own your own business now, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the transition of that, that kind of business owner to this kind of business owner, like what kind of advice would you share to a young professional looking to kind of make that transition? I think your points bring up two things that I would like to share and converse about. Okay. One is the difference between abundance and money, Mm -hmm. meaning you can feel extremely nourished and extremely abundant and have enough money that you are living a good life, a great life. I'm not saying follow your passions and live on the streets. I'm saying that our society, we are imprinted in thinking that we need to have more than we actually really do. Mm -hmm. And that you can feel super nourished and super abundant, not having as much monetary wealth, but being wealthy in other things. Mm -hmm. And the second point that I think is super important is I truly believe each one of us is a unique being a unique soul and each person's dharma or what each person is on this earth to do is different. And I think some people are meant to have a, to be a doctor and then they have their passions outside of work or to be a salesperson Mm -hmm. and then they have their passions or they have their family life and that's nourishing for them. I don't believe it's a one size fits all. And I think that's the problem from both society standpoint. And then when you go to the hyper-spirituality standpoint, where it's, you only have to devote your life to this work. I think each person needs to really tap into themselves and figure out where they lay on that sort of infinite spectrum between the polarities. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And, uh, I thank you for saying that. I personally, I'm in this, um, this state, like literally right now where I'm, I'm making that full, transition to just totally believing in myself and in in my plan. Um, and it's taking like, it's taking a lot out of the, the, the type a in me, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to shed, I'm trying to shed a lot of what society has told me for a long time and, um, really just, just believe in, in what feels right. And in my intuition. Um, but you know, as, as a young business owner, um, hungry for information from other business owners, everybody has their own perspective and some things quote unquote work for people, but maybe it works for them in like a monetary way, but they're the way that they changed their life. I would never be able to just make that change because it's too much of a sacrifice of the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm always looking for that that reminder like that you just gave me. So I appreciate that. Um, because you know, it's, it's a a lot of things I think with, with this practice is that as you can ask for as much advice, you know, as you want, but if you're not listening to yourself, it really doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. And, um, it's so important to, sort of like have that little bell go off in your brain. Like, oh yeah, I already knew that. Like, I don't know why I'm asking somebody else to tell me when I should have just told myself that. Um, yeah. But okay, so 
let's talk more about your, the trainings that you received, um, when you were studying overseas, was there, is there anything that sticks out to you as like, where you had a, a really big life learning lesson? I'm sure there's many, but. Hmm. I would say my biggest learning lesson was before I left on the journeys. My biggest learning lesson was the breakdown and the heartbreak mm -hmm. that I went through that led me to that, that path. Because then, you know, when you're going through an extremely hard time, no matter how big or how small, but in, for you, it's an extremely hard time. Mm -hmm. I started to very quickly find gratitude in like everything mm -hmm. because I remembered what it felt like to feel so lost, untethered, uh, sad, like every, every dark and shadowy emotion that I'm so eternally grateful for that when I started my journey, I was just like, I am grateful for every little thing. It would be the tiniest thing, like saying hi to somebody on the st stranger on the street. And I would feel so just like, this is what life is about. And I had a complete shift in perspective on what, why we're on this planet, why our souls choose to come here. Mm -hmm. But I did get to spend a beautiful time living on an ashram in Ecuador. And we were studying um, Tantra yoga and shamanic studies mm -hmm. and you know, it was people of all ages, both men and women. My roommate was an 18 year old Swiss girl. You know, I'm a late thirties, you know, American woman. Mm -hmm. And just the mirroring that happened in that experience, living so closely with mm -hmm. people for such a long amount of time, being reminded how you could see yourself in every person. Even if you think I have nothing in common with this person, they live across the world. They're half my age whatever the case may be, seeing that you can find commonalities and find common experiences through any human you meet was probably one of my biggest takeaways. And I mean, we didn't even study that. That was just my experience being there with all yeah. these incredible people. And that, you know, really helped me come back here to an area that could be with everything we went through the past couple of years a lot of political differences, mm -hmm. a lot of um, angry people at the, the differences that are going on in the world. And it really helped me be able to look at every person, whether or not I believe with their political beliefs or not, and find a commonality between us all and find and ask myself, why does this person feel this way? Why does this person in so much fear? Why are they holding on to all this anger? And it kind of prepped me for this like, crazy couple of years that we've been having macrocosmically yeah. on, on the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, that's, that's, I really resonated with that. That's like a really magical thing about humanity. Um, I think like when you, when you let those feelings, those, those immediate feelings like sit there and then slip away, you can really still find the humanity in every single person that you interact with. Um, but our attention spans and our, our seeking for instant gratification has taken that away from us over the years. Um, and I think especially over the past two years, because so much of our interaction with people has been through a screen like we're doing right now. And um, 
that opportunity for miscommunication was at an all-time high all the time. And everyone's everyone was at their wits' end like every other day. So it was yeah. really, it was really hard to establish that um that human to human connection that I think um is it's so it's so innate in us if we just allow ourselves to go back to that instinctual person and like that in- intuitive person, we wouldn't have all of these fights with people. Um, so seeing that that was your experience, um, and you over the last two years, how have you integrated like that? Um, I'm trying to, I don't even know how to word what I'm trying to say. Um, how have you integrated just sort of seeking humanity in every person into your practice in the last um, two years? Because I'm sure you've had people come to you with differing views and they've asked for help from you. For sure. I think that is a a beautiful skill that you learn as being, you know, I consider myself like a sacred space holder, which means that a person can come to me with literally the opposite views on everything. And I am meant to help hold space for them, regardless of my personal opinion. You know, it's part of as a healer or as a mm, guide, right? We take our, basically like we put our human self aside for a second and we just allow ourselves to be sort of a channel for something that is much greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we all know that whatever whatever that thing that you call that is greater than ourselves they don't care what your political beliefs are. Beliefs. Yeah. They don't care about any of that. So I try to really anchor into putting myself aside, putting all my, you know, angry teenage girl things that I still am working through away and just being sort of a channel to hold space for the other person and the other person's journey. And then because, you know, as human to human, mirroring happens naturally, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can mirror back and forth and, you know, I love talking about triggers. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because triggers is a direct connection between yourself. It's, mm-hmm. If this person's political belief is triggering you or the way they're behaving is triggering you so much, take, take all the heat off of them. And I want you to come back to yourself. And I want you to ask yourself, what is that about you that is potentially the aggravation there? And that's really where the growth happens. So working with my clients uh, after a while that we can get to really that beautiful, authentic conversation where we can talk about, Hey, you're being triggered by this. Let's go into why Mm -hmm. having them be able to be comfortable enough to lay it on the table in that safe space with no judgment. That's really amazing. I'm sure you've, you've made an incredible impact on so many people from using that mindset and just like integrating that into your work with people because I think um, our society has also kind of made us avoid triggers. Like everything has a trigger warning on it now. And while every once in a while, it's very important to put that warning. um, It's also important to be able to talk about the trigger and to like acknowledge it and then examine it, you know? And like, it takes the pressure off of being like, oh, that feels bad. I have to avoid it, I have to avoid it, I have to avoid it. because then it's just going to keep feeling bad over and over again, <laughs> you know, like, 
Because like you're, you're exactly hitting the nail on the head. It's the trigger is bringing awareness, right? Awareness is such a big part of the work we do in spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's bringing awareness to a wound and the wound isn't just going to magically get healed. If we don't look at it, it's like, if your finger's cut and you don't look at it, it's not going to just, you know, heal on its own. You know, it might affect it. It might just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So the trigger is really bringing our awareness to like a beautiful opportunity to, you know, dig into some amazing healing, to dig into some amazing heart expansion and to, and, and personal growth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, shifting a little bit, I want to hear from you because you've done so much traveling and you've done so much work and you've had, it sounds like you've had multiple lives in one, which I think a lot of us have that like kind of feeling, um, what is something that you consider to be a goal for yourself for the future? Any type of goal or personal goal, professional goal? I, I would say anything that whatever came to mind when I said that. Okay. Um, a personal goal is I want to have a child. So that is something I have yet to experience in my life. And it's a very big part of, um, my being and what I feel called to Mm -hmm. professionally, I would love to open up a space. So that is definitely how I see my entire journey having unfolded the way it did sort of all leading up to the culmination of this uh, beautiful combination of my old life and Mm -hmm. my new life. Beautiful. I love that. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see how it goes. (laughs) I mean, one of my favorite things, like you were saying, is human interaction. So being able to have a physical space to, you know, have human interactions that you never would have had otherwise, you know, there's so much more room for that spontaneous magic to kind of happen when you just walk into a place and start talking to someone. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm very much so looking forward to. It's so true. Nothing replaces it. Um, So as far as, so you have, um, your business, do you sell products and services? I do. Okay. I I was just going to say, so for our listeners who um, are more intrigued to learn about your business, about, um, the things that you, the different things that you offer, where can they find you on social media? And also tell us a little bit about what it is that you do offer. Okay. So my healing work is done under my name, which is Nikola DeCosmo. And you can find me at NikolaDeCosmo.com. And on Instagram, I'm at Magical Nikola. And what I offer is obviously a safe space for anyone to reach out to me about absolutely anything um, and to ask any question that they need to. That is very important for me. On my website, I have a feature that I love called Tea With Me because I love drinking tea and I love sharing tea with another person. And through that, it was my way of. Saying we were sitting together drinking a cup of tea because I know so many people on their journey don't know where to start. They sometimes can feel nervous about asking, you know, some hard hitting questions or, um, understanding, uh, bigger concepts that they hear about or read about. So I love being able just to share with uh, anybody who feels called to reach out to me, but I also offer coaching services. 
So it's like spiritual guidance as well mm-hmm. as um, coaching services. I offer rituals and ceremony for people. Um, go If someone's going through a specific thing, then I craft rituals based on um, a rite of passage they may be going through or a new house or um, anything that sort of can help them anchor into the transition that they're going through. I also do energy work. I do tarot, oracle, and psychic readings. So all that you can find at nikladecosmo.com. Incredible. I'm so excited. I'm absolutely going to be exploring your pages and booking things with you. I feel it. I'm so excited. Thank you very Um, much. uh, Okay. So thank you so much for being on this podcast, Nikla. This was such an incredible conversation. I'm looking forward to getting to know you better um, and to seeing if perhaps inner calling and Nikla DeCosmo can work together someday in the future. I would love to see it. Um, Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of the Inner Calling Podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.